What would the A-Team be without Hannibal? The Fellowship of the Rings without Gandalf? Or Buffy the Vampire Slayer without Giles? Are there character archetypes that are necessary for a party to gel? We'll ask these questions and discuss general party dynamics today on Dungeons & Tangents. I was just talking about the optimal fisting distance and he decided to close off, so. <laughs> now the, the door closed, never privacy. <laughs> Welcome to Dungeons and Tangents. <laughs> I actually can record before you <laughs> said all of that. <laughs> this is going to seep into the podcast, isn't it? I, uh, probably not. <laughs> all right. Editing. When it does, let me know so I can have my mom listen. <laughs> Your editing ruins everything. <laughs> she so desperately wants to be proud of her little boy. <laughs> all right, so I've gathered you all together today to discuss something. Do you know what it is? I don't. Okay. I feel like if I take a guess, it's going to be horribly, horribly wrong. So, Well, before we go on, let's introduce ourselves. Okay. I'm Robert. I'm Ben. And I'm Eric. And today we're going to be discussing party dynamics. Okay. Both character and player dynamics, but um, probably focusing on character dynamics. Well, uh, we'll see. So what brought this up is that we recently started playing a game with three players, Robert, Ben, and Michelle, and myself as the DM. And uh, all three of you are relatively introverted people. Yes. And the characters that you decided to play, well, Michelle was playing a quiet, introverted rogue, which is pretty much just her with kleptomania. Uh, Robert, you decided to do a very peacemaking, sort of life coach style bard. Is that an accurate representation? It it kind of, a little bit. I I went with a character concept that specifically was supposed to go counter to what I usually play. Right. And and I also wanted it to be something that was um, fun to play. So I decided to go with somebody who would just kind of play off of everybody else. And also uh, just the way that my stats rolled out that wasn't very bright. (laughs) All right. And that's an understatement. Yeah, <laughs> and then Ben, you went with a relatively easy, like a easily disgruntled gnome barbarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, little person with anger management problems. He's not. He's not good at talking to people. Right. Right. So here's the conundrum that we came into was that the three of you were playing characters that were not the stereotypical leader because none of you were playing a leader. There was never a leader in any situation. You would walk up to a door and just stand at the door and be like, with like Addison, uh, Robert's character would would be like silly about things. Everybody would be either silly or coy or kind of standoffish about things, and because there was no leader, that's accurate. That, okay. Yeah. <laughs> are we doing that right now? Eric? I don't. Are you? I don't know. <laughs> a little bit. You're all standing at a door. What do you do? Is that the question for the podcast? What does the episode? door look like? Well, the door looks like it. I check for traps. What's the door made out of? It's made out of wood. Okay. Okay. 
All right. Can we open the door? You, you can totally open the door. Okay. I don't want to open the door. Okay. All right. Why don't what, you want to open the door? Uh, well, I mean, what other options do I have? Is there a subway around here? Uh, not in the vicinity, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Is there Quiznos? There's an equivalent of Quiznos. Okay. Is what does that door look like? <laughs> it has a window in it. Okay. All right. Uh, we go home. Okay. Is that kind of how it went? Yeah, that's kind of how it went. <laughs> right. so. <laughs> that sounds disappointing and frustrating, yes. Eric. <laughs> so we, like, at least Robert and I, we talked about that dynamic and how it kind of broke things. You, you were... We talked about this at length, and we've actually been having conversations before this about not party dynamics and party composition, but play style as far as railroad versus sandbox. And um, we've been having these separate conversations, these distinct conversations as if they don't have anything to do with each other, right? Party dynamics versus play style versus um, immersion for theater of the mind or uh, maps and minis and... I think what we kind of really came around to is that they're all very tightly uh, interwoven and changing one thing has a dramatic effect on, on it. And what we did is we changed all of the things and then we didn't, <laughs> we had some trouble. We sat there for two sessions and had some trouble figuring out why it wasn't working the way we were used to it working. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of dawned on us one day at uh, uh, Pop actually not a Quiznos, not a subway, but a Pop <laughs> Uh, for the day we do get sponsors, then, you know, we'll circle back to this one. But yeah. uh, I'll, I'll edit that out so that they don't think they're getting anything for free. That's good. That's good. It'll just be, we went to beep. Yeah. And um, and realized that what we need, we, we need a fundamental content. We need a driver. Right. So and that, that, and that driver could be me, the DM, saying there's an obvious option for you right in front of your face and just just making it so blatantly clear what you need to do next. Right. Now, that, that driving force could be, like you said, it could be you, it could be the narrative, it could be somebody in the party, it could be a character or a player, right? Um, but what we what you need is you need a driving force and you need buy-in. Yeah, yeah. Or nothing's going to happen. So um, if Eric tells us a, a, a story about a door and we just keep walking, well, we're done, right? Like, right. Um, or if... We uh, so we don't keep walking. We all just keep asking questions about the door. Then we're effectively done, right? We stopped. Um, and the things that we changed was we changed from maps and minis to theater of the mind. Yeah. Which uh, for you put a kind of a lot of pressure on you to be more descriptive. Yeah. And so we started reading into things that didn't really have the significance that we thought they had because while Eric's never described something in this detail before, <laughs> it must be important. Right. Well, before we had a mini there that sort of bookcase and had some lines that didn't have to be described. So now Eric's describing more and we, it just kind of spiraled into this, oh no, he wouldn't talk about it if it wasn't important. We better, <laughs> we better stop and think about this. Which, that, that's something that's, I don't know if it's wrong with my style when I'm doing theater of the mind or if it's just the nature of theater of the mind, but I want to make the world feel big, mm-hmm. so I'm going to describe things maybe more than I need to. I don't think it's nothing that's wrong with your play style. I think it's just a matter of adjustments and tweaking things. And no, like, and from a technical standpoint, which is the way I kind of think of things, you know, when you do troubleshooting or diagnostics, you change one thing. Right. You normally. measure a delta, change one more thing, yeah. measure a delta, and then you get your data points, right? As far as like how things interact with other things. You don't change three or four different things and then like, well, why didn't that work? Right. Well, well, I don't know. And what we changed was 
doing everything theater to mind. No more, mm-hmm. no more physical attribute, no more physical representations of anything for us to get a bead on. Uh, we were recording, recording, and you three were looking straight at me and weren't able to see one another very well. We went from a minimum of four, usually five to six players, down to yeah. just three players. Right. Um, and I, then two and a half hours of sleep. Oh yeah, and bed. Well, then, uh, <laughs> thanks, Nick. Yeah. So Ben Ben was uh, doing a charity event until three a.m., five a.m., eight a.m. Uh, I I I was I got home at nine thirty a.m. Okay. And then we played at what one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So between nine and like noon, you slept. Yeah. Or tried. I set an alarm. I had I left my boots on because <laughs> I knew I was just gonna have to put them back on. Oh yeah, screw it. Um, and then what I changed was I went from a character. Usually my characters are, are tactical and um, goal driven, right? Or uh, directive driven. Yeah. And I I decided I'm gonna play a fun character. Oh, and that was that was another fun one thing that we changed. You said we're gonna do a one off. Just play something fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, and so I was like, "Okay, great. I'm gonna play. I'm this is a throwy character. I'm gonna play something fun. It doesn't have to make sense. I, I deliberately try to play like a broken character that would just help, you know, move story along and stuff like that. And then what I ended up doing was creating a character that just didn't help push things, and a a character that by its nature was defined by things around it, had to play off other things. And then without a lead character to play off of, my character was a non-event essentially. And Michelle is very new to D and D. Maybe a little uh, intimidated by the fact that she's playing with three people who have played a fair amount of D and D, and she played like one game, right? Just a one on one with me once. That's it. And so she's effectively sitting and observing almost the entire time because she's like, I don't know what I can and can't do, so I'm just going to watch you guys and I'll let right. you guys take the lead. And then Ben was effectively left as the leader character yeah which i mean already i'm not used to being anyways (laughs) because of my other groups i'm usually more of the standoffish like my my personality ben's personality right is usually not not leader personality not that i haven't played that but I mean, like the that other character, the that half work that I played, yeah. he was bust down doors. Yeah, he was so. Uh, but yeah, because of that, and we didn't really have like a session zero where we all sat down and said, "What kind of players are you going to? What kind of characters are we going to play? What are we going to do?" It was just sort of, "Ah, we'll do whatever." So, in relation to, I I think we're supposed to be talking about for this episode. <laughs> I think the biggest thing that we did differently is we didn't coordinate. Yeah. Well, what are you going to play? Well, I'm going to play this. Well, what, what don't we have? Okay, well, then that's what I'll play. And knowing I, that it was going to be a shorter session, I think right. none of us really cared that much. Too. Yeah. Like, I underestimated the fact that that sort of coordination helps get things moving. Right. Uh, and what was I going to say? I don't know. I mean, if, if, if when we're going into like a larger session where we know that we're going to be doing it for a much longer time, I feel like we'll, we probably, you know, or hopefully we would sit down and right. have Do more thorough, zero. yeah. And have a, yeah. Have a more <laughs> thorough talk about who wants to play what and what our roles are and all of that. I personally don't like the, the being like, you be the, the rogue, you be the cleric, I'll be the, the tank. Yeah. I don't like 
forcing people into those those classes but some but one of the questions for this episode is what is necessary in a group are there things that are necessary not necessarily mechanically but like person dynamic and character dynamic um the the thing that comes to mind for me is the 18 (laughs) okay okay right you've got somebody who puts plans together got hannibal right okay and i got somebody you got face what does face do he's just got high charisma he's he's the face okay so you you know um you've got transportation you've got an enforcer so if you don't think about things like in terms of dps or healing or all that if you have an objective how would you put a team together to to make things run smoothly to be able to compensate or to pivot when things don't go the right way like how would you do that now and i think it's incredibly important we're not talking about player dynamics we're talking about party character dynamics right like so what kind of a character are you going to play and it doesn't have to have anything to do with the character uh class character race all of that just like what kind of a character are you going to play um because you could be you know um a a less than intelligent uh you know counselor type character or life coach like addison was and and still very much so be talking to people and trying to drive forward. I think, I mean, we, we got into session two before, or in the session one before we realized that he was just a stone cold moron, right? Like, <laughs> I he, like just, he talked and talked and talked. And it's like, oh, 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 you don't know anything about what you're doing. Um, I think we figured out about half, well, I figured it out about halfway through episode one or session one. Um, and so what kind of, in that, but if honestly you could have taken any, almost any class and just swapped out Bard for that. And it's yeah. still what kind of worked, right? Yeah. And Addison would be broken no matter what the class or the race. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and Michelle would still be a quiet, observant, but not particularly interactive person and player, no matter what class she was playing. Yep. She could have been the, the shy barbarian who everybody shoves to the front line and they step back. Uh, but she played a character class that um, kind of fit her personality, the mm-hmm. person who wants to hide and sneak around and steal things. So the, the, mechanical, the mechanical justification for your character doesn't have to have any bearing on the narrative value of your character. That makes sense, I think. So... Um, I don't know that because I think what I'm saying is there's two separate conversations we're having here. You talked yeah. about the DPS, the healing, the tanking, right? Yeah. Um, and I and I get what you're saying there, but I don't, and I think it's very tempting, and it's intuitive to uh, kind of force an overlay of that's the conversation that we're having. But I think it's a critical mistake to do so. Yeah. That's not the conversation we're having. Yeah. The conversation of what's your role in the party? Yes. Not when it comes to combat, but when it comes to moving the story forward. Yep. What do you do? Do you talk to people? Do you embrace danger? Do you take risks? What do you do? You could be any class um, and you could, you could fit into one of those categories. So I was thinking, I often think about Buffy the Vampire Slayer as like my my... Uh, go to for archetypes and there's always there's the holder of knowledge which is Giles or Gandalf or I don't know Jarvis in uh, Iron Man 
there's the actor and when i say actor i mean the person who is going to take action and that's buffy mm-hmm. or it's tony stark or it's bilbo um surprisingly um and everyone else is kind of ancillary but there's almost always a joke character too uh in buffy it's xander in um i don't know who it is and i guess tony stark is the joke character in a little bit he's yeah. kind of a duality character he gets serious but then he's ridiculous at the same time I don't know. anyway those roles need to be filled if you're going on an adventure or else things fall apart what happens when gandalf's not around everybody's sad and mopey and eventually tolkien realizes oh this sucks i'm gonna bring him back <laughs> so that's actually a really good point the the, the iron man tony stark uh reference because uh yeah so tony stark is kind of his, his own jester right yeah <laughs> but the the let's say the hero type character is iron man yeah right and the person who facilitates that or the risk taker is Tony Stark. Well, they're all the same person, right? Yeah. You don't have to have one of those narrative archetypes per person. That's there true. There can be overlap there. But they need to all be filled. But they do really all need to be filled. And so one of the things that happened with us is we went from five to six players to three. Yeah. And we all picked one narrative. <laughs> narrative role, Well, I think right? you picked two. It was jester, jester, <laughs> and observer. Okay. Or. So, but the idea being that when you have more players and more characters, you can fudge it a little bit, right? Like, just we all kind of pick it, and it, that's going to get filled in between me, between yeah. other Eric, between um, Crystal. Right. Like, and then when Ben came on and started, you know, role play damn it like <laughs> um who are you you were telling somebody I, I he told, was telling all of us we all yeah. of, okay I, I think at the time it was it was Brittany that i was talking to but yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. um or yeah. example rutledge right yeah well rutledge um, is always gonna somebody's be gonna move it forward yeah he he is a driver absolutely driver is a better word than actor the driver is a per, the risk taker there's always got to be a risk taker, somebody who is like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'm going to step out in front of everything. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's the tank now, uh, in combat. A, a risk taker can be kind of counterproductive as well. They could yes. just be in it just to take risks, and it can it can destroy the whole game. Mm-hmm. But something needs to move things forward. What did Buffy and Giles and all of them do before they knew they were vampires? Right. What did Tony Stark do before? You know, depending on the comic books, the movies, whatever happened, then we had to create the Iron Man armor, right? There, before there was a conflict you had to address, what did they do? They just all did their own separate stuff, and they didn't yeah. move anything forward. If there's nothing there to move forward, oh, something to push and pull. That there, there has to be an outside conflict. There has to be both. There has to be wow. that narrative, and there has to be the buy-in. If you've got something amazing behind that door, and we don't open it, some, there wasn't some. There wasn't conflict well, there. We just didn't engage, and, right? And sometimes, like, even if the outside uh, force isn't like a strong enough hook, just getting the other characters to interact with each other enough, like sometimes there's like characters develop and they decide yep. to be like fit, start to fit into those roles. Like, I feel like if we're if we play the game that we're playing long enough, then like my character probably going to eventually realize like, oh somebody has to push this forward right i guess i'm gonna have to be that person because at first when 
Robert uh, decided to play Addison, and I was like, oh, he's... He's, he's going to be the face. Yeah, he's going to be the face. He's a bard. The way that he described him, and he's the bard. <laughs> but then we came to find out that he was an imbecile, and then I was like, oh, okay, that's the character dynamic. Uh, I I guess I can be angry, but still try to be cool-headed so that I can get through a conversation and not want to murder somebody. Like, um, So, I don't know. Like, There's character development. The same goes for all the examples given, too, yeah. like in Buffy, well, Bilbo, and like... And in, I keep coming back to, uh, what are their names? Merry and Pippin. Merry and Pippin are the joke characters in the first book of Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. But in the second, uh, is it the second book that they meet up with Treebeard? Like, they have to be the heroes of their own story for a little bit. And they the dynamic of the two of them completely changes because it has to completely change. And they can't be just the bumbling buffoons who are like, I love mushrooms. Well, they've come back and they've seen some shit, right? Right. So, um, yeah, and I think there's a lot of reasons for stuff like that behind the narrative of Tolkien and all that, and, and the parallels between like his life and the life that he led that that kind of makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot of value there for like Ben said, developing a character. You're not going to get it right out the gate, even if you've played a lot together. You, you might discover, hey, I want to do this. This is fun, you know? Or for Addison, like, at the end of session two, Addison just had to start just kind of talking directly and driving shit because yeah. we just sat in the same spot and ate stew for, you know, two hours. And <laughs> it was, was good stew. It was good stew. I'm Plus, sorry that I described the, the stew so well and made it well, sound like it was good stew. there was two things that, that really kind expensive. of that unraveled there. One is you described the stew a lot and two, I hadn't had breakfast that day. <laughs> Not Addison. Robert hadn't had breakfast that day. So you started talking about stew and I started getting hungry. And you're in an inn, and Ben hasn't slept. Yeah, yeah. The, the me not sleeping, like, I'm definitely prone to and just get I don't caught know up in stupid... You were aware of this, um, but for people listening, I was very hungry. Eric is talking about Stu this whole time, um, <laughs> and out of his sight, but in full view of all of us, he's got this bag of jerky in oh, front yeah. of his screen, I didn't I'm, use just, it. I'm staring down that bag, at, like, is he going to eat that? <laughs> oh, man, that sounds really good. Um and so the second we broke, I grabbed Ben, like, we're going to the store. Anybody want anything? <laughs> <laughs> Next time, I think I'm going to aim for one-hour increments and then a break. And it might be a 15- or 30-minute no. break and then another hour and break. I need to do a better job of, of uh, preparing, like, because for this one, because usually I show up and I've got map, I've got minis, I've got yeah. four bags of gear to do. And then with Theater of the Mind, I was like, I have one one bag I've never had one bag before and it's just books and so I'm just gonna I'm gonna sleep in I'm gonna wake up I'm gonna hop in the shower uh, you know throw some clothes on grab the one bag and go <laughs> uh, and so I, was like, I need no prep I was like no I still need to have breakfast I still need to <laughs> grab snacks like there's some there's some prep you just don't skip <laughs> snacks was one of those things that should be sacred for a, a D&D session and so I got there I, I just hadn't thought that through at all I need a whole I need a second bag for snacks right and and because we were recording, everyone felt restricted, like they couldn't eat. Yeah, yeah. With the microphones, and so, yeah, there there that was a perfect storm, of <laughs> of changing way too many variables all at once, and everything kind of folding in on itself very slowly. And one of the one of the most the, the thing that's so striking to me is that that whole time because we were thinking, oh, we'll record this and then we'll use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe some actual play material. I was so 
concerned and constantly cautious of, well, how is this going to sound to a listener that uh, I didn't do anything to make it sound good for a listener? I, <laughs> I was thinking about it so much. I, I just completely no, tanked anything. I exactly. Yeah. I, could, I tanked anything I could have done that would have been a valuable contribution to it. Yeah. And I, I yeah. I just look for a chance to throw in a pun somewhere. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think there, uh, That's my contribution. So next time... Uh, ben sleeps. Ben sleeps. Mm-hmm. Robert eats. Eric doesn't put too much pressure on everyone about recording. <laughs> well, and, and we've, we've, we've talked in depth about some things that we can do to change it, but um, I think the, the main highlights are things like you just... There's a lot of... It's almost not really party dynamics. It's the game dynamic, right? Of between the the narrative style you use, between how you're mm-hmm. going to use uh, interactions between the DM and the players, and then the inter-party dynamics related to uh, narrative contribution, not mechanical contribution. How does that all play out? Like, I, I know what you're talking about. I, because... Well, we touched on it earlier because I knew I was going to have to be describing things. I would, I would describe something and then I would look at all of you like, are you going to react? Are you going to react? Okay. Well, I know all about this. I, I have this model of this entire situation built in my mind, but I don't have it written down. So I, I've just, I've just spent time building my understanding of what's going on. In my mind, I know what the door looks like. I know what it's made of. I know what's behind the door. I know what's behind the next door. I know all, all why that door looks like it looks like. So I can just keep talking about all of this stuff all day and just rambling and rambling mm. about it and getting more detailed and more obs- like more obtuse, not obtuse, um, just into things that don't matter. Right. And so then when you describe something to me and we all, we all are different. You know, from a player standpoint, I will sit there and I'll have I need at least 20, 30 seconds of just kind of mulling that over in my brain and thinking what my options are. And that 20, 30 second timer resets every time you're like, oh, well, he's not saying anything. I'm going to add a little more detail. Well, by the way, the door's red. Right. Okay. By oh, the way, the door has a doorknob right in the middle of it. And then, kind of like a Hobbit door, but not really. In turn, I'm like, oh, well, that changes everything. I got to start from scratch. We <laughs> think everything. And then Eric's like, well, he's not saying anything. I got to add more detail. And, and then somebody asks a question. Well, does the door look like it's new or old? Well, the door is actually newer than the rest of the building. So, Oh, why is the rest of the building old? Why is the door new? <laughs> is there a replacement? Is Wait, there... hold on. Let's circle the building. Yeah, let's circle the building. Okay. <laughs> you circle the building. It's the only door. And <gasps> Is this door just a metaphor for life? Yes, yeah. it is. And if you don't go in it, you die. Okay. Mm. All right. Now I definitely don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> but what I can change as a DM is instead of building the model in my mind and then drawing, uh, spending my time at the table, translating that idea into words is I could just beforehand type up a little description. I'll read the damn thing to you mm-hmm. and it'll be short and concise and done and has all the detail that's necessary, but none of the detail that's going to bog you down and confuse you. I think that, that, that sounds good. I think there's a lot of things that, all of us come down a little bit differently to, <laughs> to do that, but um, uh, I don't. I, I don't think I've ever learned so much from a single session as we did from the last session. That's true because it made me ask questions I'd never even thought of before. 
how do I open this door? Uh, that was the one I did. That was the one question I didn't even think to address. <laughs> so we, I, I really doubt we will release these sessions as uh, actual play because it, Oh, maybe we will. It's just a teaching tool for everyone. <laughs> what not to do. Here, yeah. Here's three hours of us. Well, now what? they need context. Well, it's so. true. Well, maybe I will then. <laughs> uh, we, can, we can put some highlights out there. Just, you know, three hours of us talking about stew and, and breadcrumbs <laughs> and things like that. But um, this is the first time we actually sat down and recorded it in quite a while. That wasn't around like... Um, some PHBs and some dice and all that. I'm just just talking about it because we've been we haven't recorded like this in like a month and a half. Yeah, we recorded a lot of material because we were like a month preparing and a half ago. to sit down and do some actual playing and use that for recording. <laughs> yeah, and so there's going to be some gaps in our release schedule because not because we just kind of take a vacation, but we well, it was also Christmas time. Yeah, but we also like Eric put a lot of work into something that we're not probably not going to use so just be aware that uh sorry about that we tried the good thing is there's i didn't write a whole lot of material compared to what you guys got through yeah because it was going to be a one-off it was just it, like it, yeah it was, it was supposed to be you guys you know take a package somewhere and and you learn a a, a hidden secret about something mm. and you kind of figured out half the secret and then decided not to go to drop off the package. Well, I mean, yeah. you got waylaid and whatever. <laughs> it was rough. It's <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, we've talked about... What have we talked about? We've talked about more than what we were going to cover. That was, we talked about party dynamics, but also uh, the effect and the, the push and pull of your narrative decisions and how yeah. that when you need a, a driving force that could be a character it could be a player it could be the dm it could be the the narrative it could be all kinds of different things but you need the push and the pull you need the the goal and and the buy-in as far as is something going to happen and are we going to make it happen so and the answer to that was no it was no no yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> so the answer for today's episode is no well no <laughs> the answer is it's complicated okay uh that's it for today i think thank you thank you thank you next episode we'll talk about some of the movies and tv shows that surround dungeons and dragons you can expect more episodes of knowledge history D in the next month or so as always, if you have comments or suggestions, reach out to us on Twitter at Dungeon underscore Tangent, or go to our website, dungeonsandtangents.net. That's all for this episode. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>